listening to Comedy Central. Hey everyone, welcome to the You Up podcast, Hit of Pod. It's Monday, June 1st. I know this day well because it's my goddamn birthday. Um, I'm recording this on Sunday, so it was, um, as you're listening to it, it is now my birthday. And really the best part of your birthday has got to be the day before. Don't you agree? The anticipation is there. The birthday itself... I don't look forward to waking up tomorrow. And it's not because I'm turning 36 and I'm like, I'm so old. Like, I I am. Like, legit, there's just no denying it. Like, 36 is, like, a very mature woman's age. Like, I think this is the year my eggs start, like, just dying, I think. Or, like, disintegrating, evaporating. Just shit's going on with the eggs, right? I should freeze them. I want to burn them. It's really, it's a conundrum. But uh, yeah, so I don't like the age anyway, but that's not what I mean. I, I honestly, I don't think I've liked the day of my birthday for the past 10 years um, because, or I guess the past five, maybe it is an age thing, to be honest with you. I just don't want to wake up and have to, I don't want people to have to write me because they feel obligated or because they want me to like them or they're trying to... I don't know. It just makes me feel bad that so many people have to reach out and say happy birthday. And then I have to say thank you back. I mean, that's not easy either. I just said easy. Um, yeah, I mean, writing back to everyone, it, it it always ends up being great. I'm kind of dreading this thing that I know always feels very gratifying and everyone always says really nice things, but it's just a lot of, it's a lot on your birthday. And um, my family came over today to celebrate my entire family, my brother-in-law, my sister, they're two kids, aged three and one. My parents are both here. It's been a long day. Um, hasn't really felt like a day off because it's just so much socializing. And I'm a little bit exhausted by it and ready for it to be alone times. But I live here and can't leave. And so I'm just waiting for everyone to leave. And I'm really sorry if my sister's listening to this and you you get it. Like I just I want to just go make my dinner, eat it and stare at my phone. And and I know I could do that. No one's expecting me to do anything around here. I literally do just sit on my ass on my phone while stuff happens around me. But it's just, it's not as comfortable doing that because I feel bad and I'm like, I'm distracted from my phone. No, it's, it was so fun hanging with them today. And I'm so glad they came over. Freaking love my family. It's pretty, um, they're hilarious. My sister and I sang karaoke, my brother-in-law and I sang karaoke my dad set it up and we just like sang literally alone. No one watched us. It would just, I would stay there and then they would cir- circulate in and out um, and join me. My sister sang some Spanish karaoke really knocked my socks off. She can speak Spanish really quickly. And then my brother-in-law sang, um, we sang Eminem. We got an Eminem streak and it was by far the most fun with karaoke I've had uh, next to Taylor Swift. We sang, um, you don't want to fuck with Shady. Cause Shady will fucking kill you. Which is a song I genuinely attribute to my sense of humor and um, who I became as a performer. And as I was singing his songs and listening to the lyrics and actually studying the lyrics as I read them, I was like, he really was a huge influence on me because he really did not care. I couldn't believe that song when he said, cause Shady will fucking kill you. I couldn't believe that lyric when I first heard it. I remember where I was. It impacted me so we were literally singing all these lyrics about murdering women in the woods and you know just 
I mean, there's a lyric about him raping his own mother or whatever. And I'm, we're shouting it into a karaoke system in my parents' living room at four o'clock in the afternoon while their kids like run around. I mean, it was absurd. I was laughing so hard, but it was a really fun day. And then we just went on a walk and it was too long of a walk. I knew it going in. We were walking to this weird maze my mom loves to go to. And it's really not that fun. There's just like a bunch of pebbles that are arranged in like a circle, a spiral. And then you walk around in the spiral maze. And I don't know. You're supposed to like, my mom just loves it. And she's like, Arlo's going to love it. He he actually did, honestly. Um, but it was so far away. And then we had to walk with the kids back. And I am just beat. I just want this day to be over. And um, But that means my birthday will be there. And I don't want that to come yet. I just, I, if it could always be May 31st, I would keep that day as like permanent day. It's a great time of year. School's nearly out or is out. I mean, right now it doesn't count, but um, yeah. So tomorrow's the big day. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I think we're, we're going to go have dinner with them in the city. Maybe stay. I don't even know. I don't care. I know that a video, my friends made me a video. I know that. Sorry, friends. I already see it coming because my parents were showing me a bunch of footage from their phones of like their canoe trip and they were going through pictures and all of a sudden this video came up and my mom and dad are like, hey, Nikki. And I'm, I'm like watching it with them and they go, EJ, get that off there. And my mom quickly made my dad and I go, oh, okay, clearly there's a birthday video compilation. So that'll be fun to get tomorrow. I'm very, I'm looking forward to that. A lot of cool stuff to look forward to this week. Andrew agreed to let me steal the format for his Instagram show that he's been doing. He Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern, he does a um, Instagram live date or uh, speed dating. and Or maybe it's a 10 p.m. Eastern or 11 p.m. Eastern. I don't know which. But Monday, Wednesday, Friday, he does speed dating. And you just watch him go on these dates. And it's so fun. And I really was like, I want to do that. Because I do want to go on dates. But I actually don't like dating because there's no audience. I would prefer there to be an audience. So I think that's what I'm going to do. So maybe this week. Um, but, you know, doing anything right now during this time is not a good time to do anything. It's a break to take a step back and listen and not be so narcissistic right now, even though I'm doing a podcast about my birthday, but, um, I'm feeling, uh, the pain of the country and I'm really excited about the change that's happening. To be honest with you, I'm, I'm sad for businesses. I'm sad for the, the burning of things. I don't like to see that. I'm sad for the violence, but I'm very excited about what this can mean for the future. And, uh, that's, that's what I want to say about that. I'm, I am. And my parents, actually spotted some protesters doing some like some white protesters pushing black people into the cops instigating violence on on these black protesters and it was crazy and we saw it on the local news it's I tweeted it so if you want to go look at my twitter um and see the the evidence and I also put it on my instagram so you can go watch that but that's people are really um I'm getting a lot of hate for it I'm getting a lot of um this is wild I can't believe this I mean we were in shock when we saw it so Go check that out. I hope everyone's safe out there. Happy my birthday. And um, and when we get back, I'm going to have a conversation that I recorded earlier with my sister. And we had one last Sunday and it got interrupted and this one didn't. And uh, stay tuned for a good story about a famous person who um, kind of went after my sister. It's a pretty good story. I wish I could tell you who it is, but uh, maybe you'll have some guesses. Uh, enjoy it. Here you go. 
Hey, so I'm here sitting with my sister in our in a living room of our house that I truly never sit in. I don't think I've sat here in my entire life. It's one of those rooms, right? I was just thinking that this is one of the first times I've ever sat down here. The only time that I can think of being down here otherwise is when we had guests come over, like maybe our parents had friends over and then their kids came over and they we were relegated to the basement. Yeah, I mean, they're I do remember watching one of my friends get fingered down here on this couch from that like corner up there on the stairs. If you if you position yourself, you can like spy on this area of the the basement. Um, but yeah, this is a, actually a good environment because we just did a podcast outside that was kind of failed. How did you feel about it? Wasn't great. I I wasn't proud of it. Yeah, I mean, you were holding a baby. I was. Yeah, holding a baby is hard. When you're trying to do anything else, like oh, you, it's completely. There's nothing you can focus on except the baby want, needs something constantly to satisfy it, or it's dropping something and you need to pick up the thing it dropped so it can. Yeah, there's there's never any focus on anything besides the baby. The other day when we hung out and you didn't have the kids with you and you um, were like without the kids for the first time in seventy four days when you had gotten someone to watch them for the first time in 74 days was I was wondering afterwards was there like a part of you that was constantly feeling like oh I forgot my phone or like oh, I have to get the kit like are you constantly like hey, give it or can you really separate it no I can totally separate it if they're not if I don't know that they're in the house with me and I know that they're safe somewhere else I can completely disconnect and feel free that's so nice to hear. I'm so glad by that because I feel like so many moms are just like <sighs> the whole time they're like without their kids and which is lovely and like, oh, it's that's nice. But like, I don't want to be with someone who's just not wanting to be there. You definitely left early to go pick them up earlier than you sh- could have. Did I? I don't even remember. Um, I mean, I know that a lot of women who have children feel anxiety when they're away and just thinking about what could happen but I don't even let myself go down that wormhole and I'm just like they're in good hands they're fine out of sight out of mind kind of mentality yes that's so good and you haven't seen them since and I think that that maybe you should look into their whereabouts because this was a few days ago but I I just have a feeling that they're going to be okay wherever they are (laughs) out of sight out of mind (laughs) um can we talk a little about the shirt that mom is wearing today yeah I, I i mean that shirt it's the first time i've seen it it's the first time i've seen it too but she loves a good graphic tee does she yeah she'll she'll pull out all the stops i'll come over sometimes and she's just busting out a weird graphic tee that's like yeah, the other day she was wearing one that i gave her that i kind of want back it says salut on it like s-a-l-u-t and if you move the shirt in a certain way and block the A, it just looks like slut. And I love that. I think that's why I got it. No, you gave me that shirt. Oh. And then mom took it from me. So. Well, salut. It's the sisterhood of the traveling salut t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, dad's going to be wearing it. It fits us perfectly when we put it on. And it just connects us all. <laughs> we just feel sexy in it. Just like. An amazing t-shirt. You know what? Fuck those dumb jeans that all those different sized bitches could all fit into. You know what they were? They were jeggings. They had to have been. No jeans are going to fit every body size. That doesn't make sense. If those existed, everyone would get them. And we do have them. And they're called jeans with stretch in them so that you can wear them at any time in your period or cycle. Did you, you have maternity clothes still? 
Yes, I still wear maternity clothes. I mean, sometimes when I'm shopping, I tend to gravitate towards things that like it turns out it's maternity. Really? Is it just because it's billowy in the stomach area? I don't even know. I just there's been a couple times where I'm like, fuck, it's maternity. I can't get it. But then I'm like, why not? Like, I like it's comfy. Yeah, there's there's really not. I mean, unless it's a um, I don't know. There's the shirts that have the. Oh, the panel. Yeah, the ruching on the side, so it makes for more like room. But a lot of a lot of maternity stuff is just longer and bigger. So you just it, it's like buying for me it would be like buying an extra large like a size two sizes bigger or something like that. So it's really not that much of a difference, but it also is like a security blanket because as a woman who had a baby like a year ago and then now all of my clothes that I've bought a, up until like a year ago were all maternity. And so then you just feel like you like are in between and you don't know what fits right. And you just feel like you don't even know what your body is anymore. Yeah. Almost. Because you're so used to wearing maternity clothes. Yeah. So. So. But you were totally snapped back from having a really fucking stretched out stomach. I mean, I thought like, can I look at your stomach? Pull it up. Well, let me see that stomach. Pull it to the side. Yeah, like, what the hell, Lauren? Do you, are you happy? Aren't, did you expect to not have a stretched out stomach? And shout out to girls who do have stretched out stomachs. Who gives a fuck? Like, what your stomach looks like. You gave birth. Good job. But there, there's something, there's an anomaly. It made me, like, be like, oh, maybe I can have kids when your body snapped back so much twice. Well, your body never goes back completely normal. I don't think. But um, I do... I don't have stretch marks on my stomach, which I'm, I feel pretty fortunate about. But any, I mean, it's it's all relative. You just kind of, it's the luck of the draw. You don't really know what you're going to end up looking like after you have a kid. Yeah, but when you're going through it, you don't really give a fuck. Because I feel like I would be constantly aware that my stomach was stretching. And I would be like, ah! because if I lay down on my pillow and my face is like stretching because it's on the pillow, I get like anxiety and have to like keep moving so that it like is laying flat on the pillow, not like stretching it. So I think I'd be uncomfortable constantly. Yeah, I don't think about that. Like the, the stretching out at all. And when I was pregnant, I just, I didn't really worry about it very much. Yeah. All right. Well, mom's shirt says um, the bees are the hum of the garden. What does it? What does it say? It's a picture of a bee, and it says the hum of the bees is the sound of is the sound of the garden. I think it's a sound garden shirt. Um, so I just we were down in this room about to start the podcast, and my sister was in the bathroom, and I was just looking on the shelves of this room that I truly have never been down into since the past three months I've been living here. And on the shelf is a bunch of VHSs. And I found Storytellers DMB, Dave Matthews. And it wasn't Dave Matthews' band. It's just Dave Matthews. So I, But I remember making this label, being so excited to like mark off this VHS. I watched this so many times and like was so in love with Dave Matthews on this. He's so sexy. I mean, like, I would get wet watching this for sure when I was 16. There's no way I didn't. Like, I would feel passionate love for him okay. did you have anything like that i have a question for you nikki how many times nikki had a dmb poster above her bed and i just remember her kissing it was, dave. it was just dave with a guitar but i remember you kissing it so many times really yes as a joke well you have just there were a lot of you always wanted to take pictures of you kissing it 
really? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it was your first kiss. <laughs> oh my god. I could see myself wanting like to, to see a picture of what it would look like for me to kiss Dave Matthews so I could see that. But I truly I I would tell you if I kissed it when I was alone and I did. No, I didn't. I really didn't. I just don't, I've never kissed a, a, an inanimate object for real reasons before. Like I could see wanting to see the image of what we would look like together and like wanting someone to take a picture of it. But I wouldn't like intimately kiss it by myself in the room. Did you ever practice kissing with like your pillow or really? No, I think maybe I humped my pillow before, but like and used like my hand and like humped the pillow. But like maybe once. Um, no, did you? I mean, I think I did just because if I who was your Dave Matthews in high school, like who really set your vagina afire? I love Dave Matthews, too. Yeah. Yeah. Not you felt it. I felt it. I mean, not as much as you did, but I was obsessed. You. Yeah, you were really obsessed. I really wasn't like in love with him. And I, I honestly thought that we would end up together. Like I thought there was a chance and I I still hold that right. That was one of your defining moments in your career, wasn't it? F- meeting Dave Matthews? Not in my career, but like in my life. Like it was it was a major moment in my life. But I look forward to the next time where he like knows who I am. Because when I met him the first time, it was just like, I work at Sirius. He didn't really know like that I'm impressive. No offense to anyone who works in Sirius and isn't impressive. But, you know, Dave Matthews, you just want to, I wanted to be, I wanted him to know who I was before we met. So it was, a, I'm going to, I count it. And I got to watch a listening session with him. Did you know that? Where I went and watched him listen to his new album with a, with a room of like 15 people. And there was this really one awkward moment where he was like, okay. So like he was literally, we just listened to the album. It was kind of awkward. That sounds really awkward. I was just watching him jam out to his own song in a tiny room with 15 people. Jam out just not with a guitar, just... No, just like pressing play, Lauren. Moving his head back and forth. Yes, and bopping his knee along. Yes. Yes. It was weird. Did he say anything after each song? Yeah, he would be like, and that that was uh, one that was, you know, we wrote after Leroy died. Like, he gave a little bit of context for them. And then one time, I was, like, so amped. He was like, next, uh, do you want to hear something sweet and sad or something funky? And I was like... <laughs> I knew that he wanted to play something funky. Like, I could just tell in the way that he presented it. So I go, funky! <laughs> I responded with way too much gusto. And Baba Booey from Howard Stern was there. Um, Gary Delabate. And he put, his arm on, he put his arm on my shoulder from behind and was like, take it down a notch. Kind of like... <laughs> Remember when you met Gavin DeGraw? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you were like the sister that I was like, oh my God, if she meets Dave Matthews, he's going to like her more than me. I got to keep him away from, because Gavin DeGraw hated me because I was really drunk and annoying. Oh no. Yeah. But there were, what about Jason Mraz? Did you meet him? Uh, no, I never met him, unfortunately. Did you ever have like a, a celebrity like try to hit on you? Yes. Yes. No, I don't. Yes. I don't think so. I'm, I'm mouthing something to Lauren. Who? Oh, yeah, yeah. Can we just, without saying who it was, just say what happened? Um, okay, sure. So, do I ha- can I say what profession they're in? I mean, 
you, well, there was a guy that came to perform at our college. Yes. And you had met him in LA with me. Mm-hmm. We, we met this celebrity one night and he took a liking to Lauren that night and invited her. He's like, I'm going to go to your school. Cause she was just visiting from school and was like, I'll go to your school. I'm going to perform there. And we were like, Oh my God. And you, and he got, he got your number. Yeah. So he had, he got me and my friends tickets to his show. And so we got these awesome seats, really nice, sweet guy for hooking us up. And then after the show, I wasn't even planning on like saying hi to him or anything, but after the show, he saw us and um, was doing like a meet and greet and we just happened to be in the lobby. And so he like called my friend and I over and was like, what are you guys doing later? You want to hang out? And this was like a Tuesday night. So it wasn't like anybody was really going out, but he was like gung ho to go out and, you know, go to a bar or something. And so I was like, yeah, I don't think we're doing anything tonight. And you had a boyfriend. Yeah. And I, who you're married to right now. Yes, and, and I was very clear about having a boyfriend the entire time. Yeah. You were wearing your, I have a boyfriend shirt. It is the hum of the garden. <laughs> So then he was like, well, give me your number and we can hang out. And so I gave him my number and then was back at my apartment and get a call from him. And he's like, where are you? And I was like, oh, I'm just back at my apartment. We actually didn't end up going out. And he's like, I'm coming over. And I was like, no, we're not really going to do anything. Like, we're just he's like, I don't care. I'm coming over. Where do you live? And was like very gung ho about like coming over to my house. And and I was like, no, I have a boyfriend. Like, I'm not. And I had told him that before and he was just kind of just felt like entitled like, oh, you don't want to hang out with me. Like, I do you realize who I am? Like, don't you know who I am? Is that how it ended? Or didn't he keep calling through the night or like threatened to send a car or something? I don't think I mean, I think maybe he called like a couple times, but yeah. And then you didn't tell me for years because you thought that I would be mad at you because I liked this guy. Yeah. And then when you finally told me, I was like, oh, my God, I would have loved to know that because I would have it would have just. Yeah, it made me sad that you didn't want to tell me. But but it makes sense because I was always jealous of any guy who liked you because I wanted them to like me. And it happened so often that I I can understand you wanting to hide that from me. But that was like so shitty and weird. Total weirdo. Like, no, don't you know boundaries? And I guess when you reach that level of fame, not that he's like. A-list but he was A-list that year. year. Yeah, that's when, like, right, he was kind of blowing up. And he was popping off for sure. And you just didn't care. I thought that was so cool. Um, because the thing is, I bet a bunch of girls would leave their boyfriends to go. I would have. <laughs> I was, like, so... I thought he was so amazing. But that was... Um, yeah, that was really validating to hear what a weirdo he became. And why would he do that to my sister knowing that I would definitely find out years later? <laughs> Just like five years later. Yeah, not too bad. Um, So it's my birthday. I'm so glad that you and your family came over. Oh, it's my birthday tomorrow, I guess. But uh, when you're hearing this, it's my birthday. And uh, it was fun to see the family today. And um, I love having, I love being able to hang out with you so much more. Oh, it's, it's been such, not to like use this phrase, but a godsend that you've come home because I never thought we would live in the same city again ever in my entire life ever since ever since college i mean we both went to college for two years in the same city but after that 
we never really lived in the same city no there was no chance that i was going to move back here but now the two cities that i could live in one you can't go outside and the other it's burning down i mean like it's just it's it's almost like i can't go anywhere but st louis so i'm sticking around for the time being and i'm gonna find a um a vcr to pop this bitch in because i dave matthews storytellers is not on um youtube and my favorite part is when he's playing crush and he's like he's talking about what's inspired crush and he's like it's about a it's about the love of women with a particular woman in my mind and then he looks at his girlfriend in the audience you see him kind of raise his eyebrows i'm obsessed with it so i know this whole thing then he goes my girlfriend's head was floating above me as i wrote this song it was doop i'm right here boy you best write this song about me boy (laughs) And he goes, at least that's what I say. And then he goes, oh, I had to ruin it with that. I had to, this is a song about, and then he plays it and Crush is so good with little Tim Reynolds. I knew that. So, wow, that's impressive. That oh, it's, that yeah, well, I was riding back and forth on my heel when I used to watch it. So that's the way I memorize things is just masturbating with my heel. No, you were making out with your poster. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta. You gotta go upstairs and and help me um, take some pictures of me making out with different. <laughs> Mom just cleaned out all my posters from my bedroom. Or like the last remaining one is the Eiffel Tower being built. Like you know, it's a progressive p- picture that I had in high school. I used to be obsessed with the Eiffel Tower. Again, like just a phallic thing. Um, but can you go upstairs right now and help me take pictures of me making out with the Eiffel Tower? <laughs> okay, sweet. Yes. Yes, I'd love to. Okay. Thanks, Lauren. Uh, we'll see you on the podcast tomorrow, you guys. Thanks for listening in on uh, this conversation with me and my sis. Uh, squirt, squirt. Uh, uh, this has been a Comedy Central podcast. Ow.